Hello, and welcome to the Craft Brewed Music Podcast, music interviews for serious listeners. You may have heard of our curated music discovery app. The podcast lets us dig deeper and get to know the creators of that music, as well as others that will broaden your horizons. I'm Brian Horner, founder and curator of Craft Brewed Music, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host Aaron Stamen, a Craft Brewed Music artist. On the nights when I love all my ex-boyfriends Heavy words Heavy lips You didn't have to be shy to me But I didn't mean to be mean about it Heavy words to get around There's something I have found On this great big world There was enough I've tried to get around There's something I have found On the nights when I love all my on vacation this week, but I'm excited to be joined by Allie McGurk. She's been called one of the most exciting musicians and singers in the city of Boston by Provincetown Magazine. The improper Bostonian said that when she opens her mouth, people stop and take notice, captivated by her swooping, honeyed voice. At the Boston Music Awards, she's won Blues Artist of the Year and Live Residency of the Year. And she's just released her second full-length album and her debut on Signature Sounds recording, Till It's Gone. Uh, thanks so much for being with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Under the Radar premiered the video the other day for uh, a single off the album called Ex-Boyfriends, calling it a spellbinding work of timeless soul beauty, offering a tasteful fusion of classic stylings with a bright modern sheen. I thought that was a good characterization of the album as a whole. That was very nice of them. Yes, <laughs> I loved it. At Craft Brew Music, we're always looking for artists that, you know, combine influences and genres. And um, in your case, I thought it was really interesting um, to find an artist who's young, but sounds like they're influenced uh, mainly and largely by sounds and music uh, from before their time, uh, almost like you're combining eras. Um yeah. And we love to dig into kind of how that happens. Yeah, I don't know what it is about it, but I was I've been drawn to the music of the sixties and seventies and the old before that, you know, the jazz and the old stuff for a long time. I think it's partially I have like an interest in just history and a fascination with with um looking at you know humanity through that kind of lens but I think there's also just some level of like high quality music before we got too many screens involved in our life people were just playing playing a lot of great music I like that yeah high quality music hopefully not entirely in the rear view but certainly it seems no I don't mean to imply that at all but yeah like there's just so much amazing music out there so did you grow up with it though? Were your parents playing it, older siblings? Like how did you discover that, you know, this this sound and 
or how did you work toward it? Yeah, we we listened to a lot of music in my house growing up in both my mom and my dad's house and they had a passion for music and my uncles my mom's brothers a lot of them played the guitar and where you know there was an acoustic guitar around at family parties and stuff like that and um some of my family has like a musical theater background or a theater background in general my grandfather did a ton of theater and my uncle too so we had that kind of as a presence growing up but we didn't really none of us really had that concept that you could do that as a profession until much later in the game so yeah yeah um and so how long have you been doing it you know as your main focus i guess it's been about it's maybe five years since 2017 when i released my first album slow burn is when i went you know full time in performance and music and stuff and um, but I've always, it's always been a pretty large presence in my life and gigging. It's just been a huge part of my life, my whole adulthood. So it's hard to draw the line. You know, I've been at it for a while trying to, trying to be a good, <laughs> trying to be the best it can be. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, it comes up obviously in most of our conversations, um, the impact that the pandemic has had, it must've been interesting for you kind of being on takeoff, you know, just a couple years into your journey. Yeah, it was really interesting timing. Um, I had been planning on releasing this record, you know, in 2020 was the goal for it. And so it was recorded that the, long ago. Well, we had the Kickstarter. Um, it was, we had the Kickstarter in like April of, was it 2019 when the pandemic happened? 2020, March, 2020. March 2020. So the Kickstarter was coincidentally, coincidentally that same March and April, that same spring. Okay. And we had all the plans in motion to, to start recording in the summer, which obviously didn't happen. So it took a couple years to get all the pieces together. The record's been done for a year, which okay. is crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It or it will have been done for a year. So from your comments in the bio, as well as the musical cohesion that I hear in this record, um, and I, and I listened to your, your prior one as well, it seems that this, you know, you talk about going to LA and feeling like you're exactly where you should be. It seems like this is kind of an arrival point in an evolution, not necessarily a final arrival point, but, but a notable step in terms of finding your yeah, musical style. definitely that- felt that way. I mean, I never even had the, I'm not even sure I had like the courage to expect to like dream that big to think, oh, the, you know, the guy from Little Feet will be on my, yeah. that kind of thing. So when it became real, I was like, wow, this, it, it was very surreal, I would say. Um, I love but, the story about you mentioning, you know, Little Feet as an influence and as a sound you have in your mind and, and your producer saying, well, let's just, let's get let's them on the record. Them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was, uh, I mean, uh, not to harp on, I, I don't, but like, I just, it was beyond what I would have um, expected in years past of myself. You know, I, I would have uh, probably secretly pined for that kind of experience, but um it was so cool, you know, and uh, there was a few moments like that, like when we got Larry Golding's tracks coming in, he played on like 
five of the tracks on the record. And it was just definitely did feel like an arrival point or some kind of internal um, moment in time for sure. And um very appreciative of it. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, certainly having artists like that playing with you elevates elevates the the art that you're making but it also seems like um to my ear kind of a discovery stylistically like or or a coming together of of different things you've done in the past to a real album that's a sound and and you know that to me sounds like who you the artist is at least at this moment in time yeah exactly at this moment in time um i would say that Yes, this era of my of my musical journey focused so much on songwriting and like trying to be intentional about my moves in music and in 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 the way I wanted to approach the project and deliver everything. Up until this point, for it it worked better for me to just kind of go with the flow and follow the sound where it led and just play with musicians who I love and trust that they're going to play things that I like. And, and that's a beautiful way to, to go about making music. Um, and it's definitely the more like freedom oriented jam and slow burn. There was so much space and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't produced at all in a way it was, you know, mm. not overproduced mm-hmm. for sure. Um, cause we just kind of did it and, and it came out the way it came out. But with this project, I wanted to make sure that I was yeah, making some decisions and being intentional and giving it its chance to be a big sound and yeah, diverse sounds and challenge myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you, I think you were successful in that for sure. I loved how, um, you know, we've talked about, I, I mentioned the kind of vintage sound, but I loved that there um, were kind of some modern themes set against that backdrop in songs like The Work, um, in, mm. uh, in Leave Me. Um, it's clear that um, your thinking is not, you know, and this is obvious, but it's clear that your thinking is not kind of of the 70s. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so tired of explaining it In a way that you can understand Doesn't give you something to defend You can never take it on the chin But I saw you read the news today Pulled out the parts that proved your pain Others gonna do the same That's why we gotta do the work Ooh, oh We could be hurting in a different way There's a price still yet to be paid For the futures we have made 
so tired of explaining it in a way that's easy to digest doesn't make you feel like all the rest but i gotta get it off my chest i thought that was a really cool juxtaposition oh thank you yeah it's a kind of a double-edged sword singing like loving old songs. And I found that when I was in deep in the jazz standards world. And when you're listening to old music and it's about love and relationships, or it's like about all these perspectives, there's so many like torch songs. Like I love the torch singers of the past. Like they're all singing about, you know, men who let them down and they're like, but I love him anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's always a struggle to want to write songs that are like true to your experience, but not promoting like any old trope. I want to sing things that are helpful. So yeah, well, it's not every uh, you know kind of organ-driven love song kind of situation where you hear a lyric like, and this is from your song, leave me. And every woman is a warrior. 200,000 years we've done your dirty deeds. And though I know it's been much worse before us, and I also know I haven't seen the worst of it, I've grown so cynical and it's the way it's got to be. <laughs> you know, great, great writing. And certainly, you know, a standout, something that really- Thank is- you. I appreciate that so much. It's not that I have much to say to you. It's just the things I think that we could do Stay on my mind Possess me oftentimes And I'm not sure exactly just What I'm supposed to do So leave me see the albums coming out on uh obviously digital and streaming and and cd and vinyl right vinyl yeah it'd be my first ever vinyl which yeah it just sonically it couldn't there couldn't be a more appropriate new record for for a vinyl gotta be and signature is such a uh, exciting label you're in great company there 
Yeah, it was that was another kind of a rival point because I've always admired them from afar and thought, you know, I wonder if they would like somebody like me. And then when it actually kind of came to fruition, I was like, yeah, it was definitely a big celebration moment for me. Another mini achievement to feel good about. Sure. Are there favorite moments for you on the album or, or favorite songs? Mm, there are definitely some some moments that I, yeah, get me like more excited than others. Um, it was kind of hard to pick which singles would be the three singles. We knew we wanted three, but um, in a way, you know, they're all, all the songs are like my, <laughs> I love them equal. They're all my like children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I had just finished actually the final edit on once on the song Milk on the music video for that. And so I've been kind of listening to that one recently as I've been working on the video. And Jeff Lockhart, who's a guitar player who's played with me for the last five or more years, who was another just like incredible influence on my music um, and musical life. Uh, he ha- he's got He's playing guitar on this as well as Jonah and Larry is playing the organ and the intro is like, it's just so heavy and it gives such a more rock and roll vibe than I think the rest of the record. And that speaks probably more to what our live show is like too. And so I'm really excited and just for like people to get like that opening guitar intro on that. And that's definitely a highlight for me, Jeff's solo and playing all, all over that tune. If our love was milk By now it'd be sour Or it could be honey From the bluest wildflower Favored by the last bluebirds And bottled up from the spring Dripping out of our fingers Dripping over our screens If our love was honey It'd be sticky and slow It'd be kept by the bees And it would be
there's really tasty guitar work throughout. Um, yeah, he played on a lot of it. And um, yeah, I think that because I've played, I've been, you know, so spoiled by the ability to play with him. And, and I've been always on this journey with my own guitar playing that I really wanted this album to be guitar heavy. Do you play lead at all? Or are you playing mostly rhythm on this? I play mostly rhythm. I, I can, there's, I'm playing a little like melodies on songs like the work or stuff where there's more like lines. Uh, that's my next frontier. Hopefully when I'm on the next album, that next achievement will be that I'm ripping solos at, <laughs> at, and going all in. Um, and I'm almost there, but it's, it's been a long journey with, for me and uh, the electric guitar. I only came to the electric guitar also in the last like five years or so. And it's been very liberating and amazing. And that's cool to hear, to hear an artist talking about kind of a, a new musical goal within the goal of, of, of the larger process. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I would just feel so good to be able to do anything I wanted on guitar. It's a big old frontier. And I think for a lot of years, I kind of resisted. I probably, I didn't have the space to really like invest as a guitar player in a way. Yeah. And there was probably like some gender stuff or whatever baggage I had with, especially the electric guitar and lead guitar stuff. Um, Did the but, pandemic and the, the downtime of the pandemic play into that? Exactly. Yeah. Well, it helped a lot. I was, a, I was already, um, you know, it was a goal of mine before the pandemic and something I was working towards and on, and I'm sure I'll be working towards and on it for the next forever because that's just the, how it works. But, um, the pandemic created so much space that I could actually, I can feel the difference, you know, pre pandemic and post pandemic mm. with the way, with my approach. And it's, it's such a nice feeling because um, sometimes in my in the past, I felt like my vocals were on one level and my guitar was on the other. And I think I've spoken to a lot of women and songwriters who like had that same sensation and kind of reconciling the two and taking on the identity of all of it has just, it's been a pretty game changing feeling. Subtle, yeah, but big at the same time that's exciting and, and i can i can imagine that when you when you sing like you do you know there's no clearly there's no obstacles to to your uh expression vocally and uh right i had the training younger as a singer that i and it was and i that was my main focus for mm. my whole young life so um investing and in training myself on guitar is very much worth it so I encourage any listeners out there. It's worth it. It's scary, but fun. Now you've got a bunch of tour dates coming up throughout the fall. Um, yes. Is that is that going to be with a band or solo? or? Um, yeah, with a band. And there's a couple different bands happening because we're hitting, you know, some new faraway places that I haven't been with a full band before. So it's going to be such a crazy month. And I'm so excited for there's going to be a lot of, yeah, a lot of music happening for, for me in that month and players that I've always admired. And now I get to play with 
So AllieMcGurk.com, all the, all the socials, people can follow you in all the, all the expected places. Yes. All the expected places. Excellent. Well, uh, congratulations on the release and, uh, and safe travels. And uh, thanks again for your time. It's been great. Yeah. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Craft Brewed Music, both the podcast and the music discovery app, has the mission of promoting this music and these artists. We can't do that without ears on the music. So if you like what you've heard here, we're going to ask you two small favors. First, tell someone about the podcast. Second, go to the App Store or Google Play, download the Craft Brewed Music app, and try a free two-week trial of the curated streaming service. For more information, visit us at craftbrewedmusic.com. Thanks again, and see you next time.